The Flex and Froome's daily podcast. Brought to you by Cater. Hello, Benichis. It's Flex and Froome's. I like that. And today is a very personal story. It is when my friend and I were subjected to some extremely Karen-like behaviour at a wig store. Now, there's two questions with this podcast. Uh Uh-oh. When is taking a lunch break acceptable in a service-facing, customer-facing role? Mm -hmm. And two... How many wigs can you try on in a wig store? Fruity Bezos. <laughs> no breaks. <laughs> Just labour. <laughs> Literally. Uh, here we go. Flex, Flex and Frooms. Flexi, I know that we have quite a, uh, what would you call it? Like a preoccupation with death and the afterlife. How do you say a preoccupation with morbid and sad <laughs> topics? <laughs> uh, it seems that cannibalism seems to be a recurring theme. Whether or not I consent to that, the jury is out. But I came across this article on Monster Children. That is an Australian uh, blog. I love that the first time you reference where the article comes from, it's not like a credible news site. Hey! <laughs> it's credible. The first time. I'm doing, how many times have you... No, I'm going to stop there. I have connections. Monster children. And I like them, so I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> so I came across this folklore story, which is about black dogs. Have you ever heard of it? Never. So essentially, it's this like phenomenal folklore which began in... I think ancient Egypt, about these dogs that people see when they're on their deathbed. So let's say you're on your deathbed at the hospital, things will appear, apparitions. And one of them that seems to be popular is a little black dog in the shadows. What kind? Do we know what kind? Like Does a, it matter? Like a hound. Kelpie. Yeah, like big, 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 big. Oh, oh Doberman. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a Doberman. I kind of like, do you know that? Um, I already know Mc- I don't know. I already know I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every time. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Harry McClary, someone will get it. <laughs> anyway, apparently these dogs come and they're also uh, associated with electrical storms and also with crossroads and places of execution. So sort of places that are crossroads and moving oh. from one dimension or one area to the next. And they're considered a sinister or malevolent. Sometimes they're guardians, but essentially the origin... It's hard to know if it came from Celtic culture, Germ- Germanic or British culture, but there seems to be a scavenging around the habits of the dogs and it's possible that the black dog is a survival of the needs to die. Huh? Didn't really make sense, did it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you See, when I said not a credible sight, you roasted me. <laughs> now look, we're having grammatical issues. <laughs> no shade. So, so is it is it a positive omen or a spooky one? They're haunting. They're like ghosts, but dog version. They're always black, and they are like certain areas in Dorset and London and stuff. What do you mean in Dorset? What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know what Dorset is? Huh? <laughs> you don't know what Dorset is? It's no. a place in the UK. Oh, I thought you meant, I th- thought you said they endorse it, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. The black dogs have brand deals. Schmackos, <laughs> 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 shadow play. They're in it for one thing and one thing only. You're sick. The bag. Anyway, I haven't really given that much context as my segments <laughs> seem to go. The brain is computing. But, yeah, I am really looking forward to being on my deathbed and a little, hopefully it's a poodle. Meow, meow. You give it a red hot go every time and that's what matters, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Flex and frooms. I'm losing my train of thought because I went to the gym and I feel like I've hurt my jaw in the process, but that's not what I want to talk about. Oh. My dining table. I'm looking for one because I want to be an entertainer, like a Martha Stewart without the prison type vibe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't it's know. prison for you. <laughs> Money I laundering. I think I would do quite well. I digress. So as I was Googling a dining table, 
obviously IKEA came up because, you know, the IKEA big lords have all the SEO for that stuff. But then that took me to a Wikipedia page about this psychological phenomena called the IKEA effect. Have you heard of it? No. See, it doesn't ring any bells for me either, but I'm sure you'll relate to this sentiment when I say the IKEA effect is a cognitive bias in which consumers place a disproportionately high value on products they partially created. Oh, yes, I have heard of this. And I thought to myself, you know what? You're kind of right. Because, like, let's say I bought something and it came in its final form. Yeah, I like it. Sure, like, I spent my money on it. But if I have to labour, toil, soil, however it goes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's the Australian anthem. Yeah, something there. I'm doing a freestyle. Then I'm going to feel, like, really, really empowered by that purchase. It's going to feel like not only did I contribute to the success of this item, um, it exists because I made it. Without me, there would be no lifespan for this hypothetical table. I feel two types of ways about this. Tell me. Number one, if I have to put something together and it doesn't require, like, if my personal self can do it, I inherently don't trust that it's going to continue to work. And I also feel that it's not. (laughs) You want to rush through that? Where's the self-belief, babe? Nah, something about furniture. Like, I specifically tap out. Okay. I want things in their final form. I don't want to deal with any of the admin of, like, finding the little key yeah, thing that you, you use. But on the, con- oh, on the same side of the coin, actually, it's like when you go to cafes, and this was more kind of, like, pertinent in 2015 kind of Uh-oh. thing. Um, when they used to, like, do deconstructing yeah, breakfast with the, fa- with the avocado. Like, stop it. I'm paying... $30 for this, you can do it yourself. Why do you trust me? Yeah, the deconstructed thing is definitely a, like a labour, it's, it's a cost-cutting measure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That wasn't for the community, it wasn't for the brand, it was a cost-cutting measure. So there you have it. The next time you are dragging your feet at the thought of making something yourself, just know you'll feel really good about it when it's done, even if it's not that great. Mm, I like that. Also, girl. I allege. <laughs> this is Flex and Frooms. On Cater. I am so excited for what's about to happen now because it's very rare that I can be on the fringe of controversy. You know, that's like one degree of separation. It's not the same as like seeing a TikTok story and sharing it. This happened too through me um, in, in the flesh. And I was contributing by driving you to this place. Mm. Take it away, DJ. Hit it. Um, so I went, after we were hanging out, I went to a wig store in an undisclosed location. And for context, Frumi and I were doing a TEDx debate mm-hmm. at Sydney Town Hall. We were debating whether or not Sydney is dead. We were the negative. Sydney is not dead. And we did win that, in fact. So if you've noticed that our debate skills have gotten better, that's because we are now trained and skilled. And I was on a high. You and I had gone, got a sandwich in the city. Mm-hmm. We were living our corporate best life. Yep. Then we, you dropped me off at the, at the wig store. I sure did. I walked towards the wig store and I meet my friend there. So my friend is an avid wig purchaser. Mm-hmm. She had been there earlier in the day trying on wigs and she was in the market for like a very high-end real hair wig. Double whammy. Cost you like $1,000. Yeah. We get into the store and initially there's like a weird vibe in the store. I've been to this store before and the woman is not very friendly who runs it and like does the extensions and stuff. When you say it's a weird vibe, you meant that the woman was the weird vibe or just the store had a weird vibe? The woman was a weird vibe. Got it. Not welcoming whatsoever, like didn't say hello or whatever. And we sit down and I go to try on a wig and then I'm like, oh, I actually also want to try on these two similar ones. Mm-hmm. I was going to buy a wig. Like I, no one can see my hair right now, but something funky's going on that I don't like. And so I try on Do you on want to s- describe what's going on? 
It's a bit traumatic. Uh, give, by, a little, the, <laughs> give a little something. I think it's important context. Okay. You can't say your hair looks funky and then just be like, okay, well, let's keep going. <laughs> it's just, I've had a lot of breakage. Yeah, so I'm rocking kind of like it. an unintentional mullet that I didn't ask for. Oh, so you didn't get that cut? Oh, I, yeah. Oh, you did? Ipso so you, you did ask for the, the no. mullet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice. I didn't want a pixie cut again. So then like, I've done like a pixie cut on the top and then it's like a mullet on the back, but it's not an intentional mullet. And I didn't prepare my visual aesthetic to be mullet right now. That's fair. So there's a weird vibe in the store. Weird vibe. I sit down, try on the wig, and then the woman who is giving off the interesting bad vibe comes over and she says, you need to leave because I need to have a lunch break. I haven't eaten all day. This is like 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. I thought the issue would have been that you didn't ask to try on wigs. I thought at a luxury wig store you'd be like, can I get that, that, and that, and then they would put the wig cap on for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I was like. Pretty good service so far. It was the other one that did it anyway, oh, okay. who seemed a bit more meek. Anyway, the lady comes over and says, I need to take my lunch break. Like, And my friend is kind of like, what? And then she asks the lady, she's like, no, we just want to try on two more wigs. Like we came here to try on wigs. I'm sure you can wait two more weeks. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, freaking out. <laughs> freaking out. And the woman goes, no, I need a lunch break. And then we're like, okay. And then she goes, also, I know who you are to my friend. Oh, but hold on. She knows the Frumi? She's an off. She knows Frumini? <laughs> it's like, I know you. You came in here this morning. You tried on 20 wigs and you didn't buy any. Mm, okay. And my friend takes a step back and thinks, firstly, that's untrue. This is what she says. She's like, that's not true. I came in this morning. I was going to buy one of your wigs, but I, this is why I'm back here now. And the woman's like, no, 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 no. No, I know you like... I know exactly who you are. You've got a repeat offender, a try not buy type of type of broad. Supposedly, yes. Do you think she's gotten your friend confused with someone else, or do you think the assessment is accurate but just unfair? I was a little bit confused because she was kind of like her specific words were "We're both African. I know you, sis." Oh, okay. I see what she's so there's inferring. A whole, yeah, there's a okay. whole other like layer yeah. that I wasn't privy to, and. <laughs> She kept like, she was directing all this at me and then I'd be like, have I done something wrong? She's like, no, but was like yelling at me. Anyway, so then we leave and we were shell-shocked. We walk around like five kilometres just trying to like walk it off. (laughs) We're like debriefing. Did you get a wig? No. That's what she was right. (laughs) She She said she knew you and she did. No, I was going to buy one, but I I couldn't try on the one that I wanted because I had this other crappy one in my head and it just... It was such a shock to be literally abused. Like she was, I'm not exaggerating, she like was yelling at my friend, which didn't seem appropriate because you're allowed to try on wigs at a wig store because you're going to spend $1,000. You need to put it on your head. I understand if like you're in, let's say you're in like a $2 shop and you take the wigs out of the bag. That's like leave the store. But if you're specifically at a wig store where the wigs are on display for you to try on, wigs are a very personal thing. I couldn't figure it out. Is she the asshole for doing that, or are we the asshole for denying her her lunch break? <laughs> I think everyone sucks here. I think we have to get your friend on the line though, because this story isn't making any sense. So, <laughs> first, the hairdresser or the wig salesperson said, "I know you. You've tried on twenty wigs and not bought anything, and then you proceeded to try on twenty wigs and not buy anything. And you know, now sorry, you're saying, <laughs> let's just hear it from the horse's mouth. This is my friend. We're going to call her right now." Hello. Hi, honey. How are you going? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, my initial question is, are you still shook by the experience? 
I am finally in at the end of my healing process. Mm, that's good. That's good, babe. <laughs> okay, so I've just told the story, Pauline, but there seems to be some confusion and some lack of trust that I told the whole truth. So I was wondering if you could give us... Like, an unreliable narrator, they'd call I'm you. I'm an unreliable narrator. <laughs> could you just give us, like, an overview of... 25 words or less. The story. I got harassed and cursed out and fucking abused for essentially being a valuable customer. So what exactly happened? (laughs) When did it escalate? Was it the fact that you had already been in there prior trying on wigs that day and come back? Do you think that maybe there was, like, what do you think was going on? I think that she was hungry. And <laughs> Period. A rude person. Her. Her. But the context is, I went in two years ago with Lucinda, and Lucinda tried on a bunch of wigs oh. and didn't buy any. Frumi said that you went that day, and then that day I went that morning, but she wasn't in there. Okay. So I went that morning to try on a wig, um, but the lady who abused us wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just doesn't like me. She has a vendetta against me because of that one time that we went in two years ago and didn't buy a wig. And then I think there was another time after that that I went in, tried a few wigs, didn't buy one because they weren't great quality. Yeah. And See, that's where, you, so, you, that's where the story lost me. When I heard Frumu's going to the wig shop, I said, that's fine. This has got Caucasian hair. I said, you going to the wig shop to get a good quality human hair wig? No, babe. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's an online purchase. But that's okay. You made a mistake. So... So you think there, it was the hungriness, the repeat offender. What did she say to you? So Fumi was trying on a wig. She wanted, I like, the most annoying thing is that she was going to buy the wig. So um, she's sitting there trying her first wig and then our delightful woman came up to Fumi while I was standing there and said, oh, hey, um, so we've been working all day and we want to grab some lunch. So are you able to come back in 45 minutes? And I just kind of thought that was unacceptable because, like, Paul Lucinda was sitting there in that chair with the fucking wig cap on her head. And what a like, sight. I knew that she was just going to be bullied into it. The lady wasn't very nice. Mm. Um, so I was like, so for me, it was like, oh, uh, uh, and I was like, oh, actually, we're just going to be another 10 minutes. Like, do you mind if she just quickly tries on a few more wigs? She'll definitely buy one. And then she just went off and was like, no, we're really hungry. I want to go get some lunch. I like, I remember you. You bring people in all the time and you never buy wigs. Get out. And I was like, that's not me. And she's like, yes, it was. I remember you. You're bold. And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> <You're laughs> like, don't bring that into this. Uh-oh. You're like, okay, that might be me. Yeah, yeah, that might be me. <laughs> you do remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> But it is not okay to speak to anyone no, like that, let hectic. alone like a customer. What? And so in that moment after she'd yelled at you, were you prepared for it to escalate? Were you ready to, to scrap, throw hands, brawl? I, like, I had outgrown that kind of volatility. Okay. So I decided to diffuse the situation That's and right. leave. And the way that Pauline diffused the situation was she said, the woman said, I need to eat all day. And Pauline says, are you hungry? Is that why you're behaving this way? Ah! And the woman, the woman says yes. And she started laughing and then we left. So it kind of oh, felt like okay. you had diffused it in a non-aggressive way. So the most important question is, will you be heading back to purchase the wig that <laughs> that was expected of you? <laughs> Absolutely not. I will never sit foot in there again. Only the only reason I'd step through there again is to try on ten wigs and then leave. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so be it. <laughs> oh, thank I'm you. I'm sorry Annie. that happened to you. 
But I've someone's in the air this too. week and last week. Someone's off. Mm. Yeah, I literally Lucinda and I walked out and I was like, it must be a full moon. It has to be yeah. a full moon. I fully Googled whether it was a full moon. It wasn't. She just had a bad attitude. Yeah. It's full moon somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, girl. I will um see to you later. Bye, love. Bye. Well, there you have it. I love this cross-examination. We should do it all the time. Yeah, corroboration stories. <laughs> <laughs> there were some incriminating areas, but essentially I think we're both in the right. So we're going to get a week from now. Uh, there is a shop in Surrey Hills that I will be frequenting. That's where I get my other Mercedes wig that I often wear. Perfect. But I'm going to get a shorter lob blonde wig. I look forward to it. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. I've got beef with my neighbour. To be fair, it's kind of like Carpaccio. It's a bit... It's <laughs> and you're the person who likes cooking too. Carpaccio is like this Italian dish. It's raw raw meat, thinly sliced. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen that before. Liar. It's <laughs> not, you're not, you have no recollection. You're lying. Anyway, so uh, last week I was leaving my house and I noticed a cute little folded up uh, A5 sheet of paper tucked into my windscreen. Did I think it was a love letter? Absolutely. Because who would leave random notes if not to express their love? It was a letter from my neighbour explaining that she didn't like my parking. Apparently she doesn't appreciate that I've parked on or over the line in some in some cases. And yeah, I do admit that if I was in a shopping centre, I wouldn't do that. But unfortunately, the way that my parking garage is set up, I am parking a a mid to large size SUV right against the wall. Now this person is driving a little rinky dink like a smart car. Drop the brand car. name. I don't I don't know. I should check. A tiny rinky dink car that doesn't need its whole parking space. If I park in my lines, I cannot open my door. Mm. And I'm a big girl, so I need the extra space anyway. So I thought that she would know that. She didn't, left me a note uh, that expressed her disdain and we talked about what I would do in response. We said that I would write a a note explaining my situation and hopefully that she would sympathise. But I decided to not do anything. Mm. And it's worked thus far. Oh, really? And you just continue to park like that? Yeah, I do what I want. Lexi! (laughs) Nah, i got an issue with this. No, the thing is, is I've now parked, I'll park on the line and like squeeze out and scratch my door on the way out for the sake of doing the right thing. But I feel like you cannot reason with unreasonable people. And I think that like looking at the size of both of our cars, the reason why her car feels so close to mine is because she's left a 45 centimetre gap on the left side of her car. If you had parked closer to your line and not my line, you'd have more space. Mm. So I'm like, you know what, let's not argue. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. I've got nine more months here. You might own. <laughs> so like, this is just our story now. This is the tale of two people who can't park. Crap. I feel as though I'm on her side with this one. I Say think what you want. If I were you, I would have led with the story of why you can't get out. Yeah, but do you remember I told you last week, I tried to be nice to this woman. We've had two or three instances where we've both been unloading our uh, groceries at the same time. Blanks me. Does not. And this was from the first time I'd moved in. The first, I think in the first two weeks, I probably saw her three times. Hey, how you going? And I'm a neighbourly girl. Mm-hmm. I love neighbour chit-chat. Didn't acknowledge me. So I'm like, you set the scene, babe. I'm not going to do... Because what I would have done is forever a share, a little note. I would have done that. Yeah, nice. But she doesn't want the smoke, so it's done. It's over. Damn. Well, that's really sad. I look forward to your next update. It feels like you are becoming a Karen in your own way. You're paving the path, which Takes I find really inspiring. Takes one to no one. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Flex and Frooms. 
On Kada. I came across this story on Reddit. It's an Am I the Asshole, which we love. Nice. And it involves a – I'll just tell you the title. Am I the Asshole for Divorcing My Wife Because She Posted on Am I the Asshole? Oh, this is meta. So if you're across Am I the Asshole, it's a Reddit thread where people send in uh, like stories and it's not clear who is the asshole in the scenario. So then the Redditors, in all their glory, come in and make a decision. It's then kind of like – it's posted on. It's like an online court case, you know. Yes. The redditors are the jury and the judges, and we decide whether or not you are the bad guy or the not bad guy. And I swear, Reddit people are just more articulate than anyone else on the internet. I'm not sure if it's like how the app or like the website is structured. I feel like that has something to do with it. Like the upvotes and the downvotes really keeps you in line. It's very democratic. I agree. So here is the story. I recently found my wife's been posting fake stories on Am I the Asshole? <gasps> and these aren't exaggerated half-truths. They're full-blown fantasies with unrealistic scenarios from the LGBT community, uh, people with disabilities, fat people, reverse racism, the whole nine yards. Creatives. <laughs> yeah, they're an actor. <laughs> um, when I confronted her about it, she confirmed that she just liked to write when she was bored and enjoys the drama she can create. Ah! One of us. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that she posted about her husband, that's in the inverted commas, are always filled with comments about demanding divorce. I asked her why she made these specifically about a fake husband and she said because she thinks it's funny how fast people will suggest divorce. I told her if she lies like this and lies this often, how can I be sure she's not lying to me? Ooh. I decided that if that's what she's saying, that's what I'm going to give her. So I dumped her ass and divorced her. Committed to the bit. The Reddit to divorce pipeline <laughs> is real in this scenario. Now all of our kids are blowing up my phone about how I'm a terrible piece of ass and how she's crying for days, but I just can't trust a chronically online shit poster. Can I? What is happening here? It's a lot. Imagine marrying an edgelord. <laughs> yeah. A woman in a fedora. I've never seen it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know. I don't even know. This doesn't feel like a scenario that two parents are having, but here we are. Also, okay, my first thing is how's he finding these posts? Because technically on Reddit, it's very unusually for people to put their actual names on Reddit. There's always like pseudonyms mm. and throwaway accounts. Maybe just left open on the desktop or like haven't hasn't signed out after using the family computer. Yeah, facts. The my... one thing that got me with that one is when he said his kids were blowing up his phone like they're a nuisance. <laughs> you left them, babe. What do you think was going to happen? And now they're just on my line, on my back. Hotline <laughs> <laughs> bling from the kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I relate to what the wife does. I think very often I come into cater and there is a need to share opinions off the cuff. Do I always necessarily believe in what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll let you decide. But I'm not coming in here and telling the full truth. Like sometimes I'll make up stories. Huh? What? <laughs> you add a bit of flavour. Of course I do. A creative direction. We're entertainers, Flex. If I just came <laughs> with my regular life, sure, there would be moments of um, incredible hilarity and, you know, insight. But for the most of the time, I'm just chilling. So I've got to find some When content. you say chilling, you mean lying? No, I'm just like, I don't know. I just live life in a happy area. So I don't have that much drama. Do you relate to the boy who cried wolf? No, I think I'm the opposite. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And to that man who has divorced his wife after um, she debuted her creative writing career on Reddit, <laughs> you're taking yeah. it too far, babe. <laughs> she just started a new hobby. She didn't mean it. I don't know. It's all too much, but I don't think you can come back from divorcing your wife and leaving your kids 
after what could have been an issue resolved by a conversation. So for that mm. reason, everybody's the asshole here, but more so your wife and then your kids and then you. <laughs> You're listening to Flex and Frooms. On Kata. Now, Flexi, I came across this Wikipedia article. One of the best things to do when you're bored, go on Wikipedia, do like a random selection, see what comes up. I've never done that before. I didn't even know that was an option. I mean, I think it's an option. Made have made that up. Yeah. I found out this fact. It's called illusory truth effect. Have you heard of it? Never. Now, I'm probably saying illusory wrong, but it's like illusion but ori. Illusory. Illusory. And essentially, it's a tendency to believe false information to be correct after repeated exposure. So this whole show. Literally <laughs> no fact-checking. I thought this is so interesting because it kind of goes into a conversation we were having last week or the week before about the, what, what is it, like one-sentence theory? Persuasion. Persuasion, which is so interesting because it's like there's scientifically backed up things for something that I thought occurred um, with the invention of like podcasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lying on the internet did happen before podcasts. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but That's it's, fascinating. I do believe that because you know how they say um, there's your truth and the truth and your mm. truth is usually the sum of all the things you keep telling yourself because that's just what you do. Like, I'm really pretty or I'm, I'm a bush pig, whatever it might be, that becomes more relevant to you and more factual than the reality of being a 10. And But who decides the 10? I do. You do? <laughs> I say that to you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms Daily Podcast. For more, tune into Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.